0: This is the Racing Minds Wireless Podcast, recorded live and completely improvised at the Edinburgh Fringe 2012. In this show, the audience suggested that the main character should be called George, that his strange secret should be that he loves to knit, that a climactic final scene should take place in a fish market in Grimsby, that the whole play should be sponsored by chopsticks, and the audience suggestion for the title of this completely improvised radio play was The Clockwork Kiwi Fruit. Going live in five, four, three...
1: Police officer, thank you so much for meeting me. I, I hope this pub is an okay place.
2: Oh, it's a fine place, yes. Uh, I just wanted to choose somewhere where
1: nobody would recognize me.
2: No, no, I no one can recognize you. Don't I worry. I've
1: got a little booth round the back. If you
2: A little booth, do you say? Y- yes. Oh, Private-like. Oh, y- y- yes, I hope
1: off. so. A little bit out of the way. Oh. Look, I really must hurry. I... Sir, Sorry, I'm just finishing my packet of crisps. Uh, do you have to do it while well standing in in, yes. in the entrance? Yes, that yes, is the police officer's
2: right. I tell you.
1: You're really putting my life in danger.
2: Oh, in danger, you say? Yes,
1: that's why I called
2: you here anonymously. I oh, I've
1: got a tip-off to give.
2: A tip-off? Oh. I
1: told you all this down the
2: phone, officer. Oh, oh, oh yes, oh yes, you did. I've got a memory like a sieve. <laughs> it has holes in it.
1: Okay. Well, I've clearly picked the right man. Oh, yes. Look, please, come this way. Yes? Uh, Just push the door open, won't you?
2: There we are. Oh.
1: I bought you a pint already.
3: Oh, thank you. I hope this... Oh, someone's come into the booth.
1: No, no, I'm sorry, it's quite taken up. Oh, dear. Uh, What? Quick, make them go away. I'll cover my face.
2: Officer of the law. Yep, they shut the door. Wonderful. Uh, Officer. Yes? Officer,
1: it really is quite terrible. I... You see, I, I've i been working up here in Grimsby for a,
2: a local man. A local man, you say?
1: Y- yes, he, he sells all manner of things, but.
2: Oh. Oh, tha- tha- that must be the doorbell to the pub. Yes.
1: <laughs> it's a very popular oh, place. Uh, yes, I'm
2: sure the landlord will answer it, though.
1: You see, it's just. Uh, I stayed working late one night. And yes? I saw something awful. Uh,
2: Not a murder? No. Oh. A, a burglary? No. Oh, arson.
1: If you'd let me get a word in oh, before sorry. naming all the crimes you know. Yes,
2: well, I only know those three, so...
1: Really? W- yes. What a terrible police officer you are. Yes, well, no, I you s- know, those so are the... <laughs> your memory does have holes in it. Oh, damnation. Oh. Ah, I'm just a chair, part of a chair. Uh, make them go away, officer.
2: Oh, if you'll... If you're counting, this is a private booth. Well, yeah, officer... They've gone.
1: You were close when you said murder. Uh, I was working late. You see, we pack all manner of things into crates. To, uh, fruit, largely. Carry on, Mr Ethelred. Yes. Uh, well, I heard voices. I thought I was the only one working that night, when as I drew closer, I, s- I saw it was none other than my boss. Your boss? Yes. Albert Berninger.
2: Albert Berninger? Yes. Not the Albert Burning.
1: No, Albert Berninger.
2: Oh, Albert Burninger.
1: Yes, that wasn't just hesitation at the end of his name. Ah, oh, right. <laughs> so not I the see. Albert Burning, but the Albert Burninger.
2: Oh, the Albert Burninger.
1: Yes, and as I drew closer, I saw that there were three people there. There was him, another gentleman, and a body prostrate on the floor.
2: Oh, dear. That, that sounds like a murder. <laughs> yes, but I didn't see the murder happen. You saw the death.
1: Uh, and I saw something else. Yes. Something awful. Hang on. Hand me my pint, won't you? Here you are. I do need to quench my thirst when I tell you such awful things. Well,
2: well it's... <laughs> <laughs> uh, you drink very strangely.
1: Yes, I'm under a lot of stress. <laughs> so Albert, I'm sure you are, Mr. Ethelred. Please, Albert carry on. Was <coughs> he was... <coughs> he, was <coughs> he was holding it. <coughs> <coughs> oh,
2: Mr. Ethelred? <coughs> What's happened to you? had yeah, Mr. Ethelred? <coughs> oh, I wish I'd... <coughs> <coughs> oh, fruit. What? man say it, oh, not another death uh, oh no oh oh no oh i should I should probably seek medical help uh, is there a doctor in the pub uh, uh, yes, hello, I'm a doctor, yes uh, th- this man's
3: dying ah. Can you not help him?
4: Oh, Martin, Martin, you know you're useless after seven pints. Come back to the table. Let him die in peace.
3: No, no, I'm sure I could do something. Uh, uh, I, I think he needs... Uh, uh, ooh, uh, a tracheotomy.
2: <laughs> Is that throat removal?
3: Well, it's, yes, when you stick uh, stick the old uh, ballpoint pen in the throat. Oh, dear. <laughs> okay. You no, know, it's quite disgusting. If you were watching it, you'd be horrified.
2: Well, I will. I will... Closed my eyes.
3: Yes. All right, here goes.
2: No, No, sorry, it didn't help. Definitely dead now.
3: Yeah, so now he's just got a pen in his throat. (laughs) But It was was a good pen as well.
2: (laughs) But he died shortly after drinking the beer. So there must have been something to do with the beer that caused him to die.
4: I couldn't help but overhearing. As he died, he said something.
2: Yes, I heard that. Fruit.
4: Maybe, maybe you wanted to go on the gambling machines.
2: Would <laughs> be a strange last request.
1: Excuse me, there, lads. Uh, somebody just popped into the pub. Strange fellow with a cloak over his head. He, he wanted to buy you a pint, officer. He was, me? he was very insistent that you swallow it down. Here you go. Oh. It, it was certainly very keen that you should drink it. He no. said I should watch you have every drop.
2: Wait. Something about this doesn't feel right. Like a hat that's too small, or socks on your hands.
1: Now you mention it, the fellow with the cloak was wearing a tiny
2: hat and socks on his hands. That can't be a coincidence. Look, what did he look like? He had a tiny
1: hat on and socks on his hands. Wait, which way did he go? Out the pub, I wasn't watching. I was busy taking care of the pines.
2: Uh, quickly, pass me that dog. No, maybe... <laughs> Alright, pass me the dog, go on. <laughs> <laughs> let's see what happens if this dog drinks this pint. Oh, actually, would a dog die anyway if he drank a pint of beer?
1: No, it's not. It might be that. a
2: useless experiment. That's
1: fine, we've got a dog behind the bar. <laughs> he has a
3: he has a pint every lunchtime. In my medical opinion, a dog should love a pint.
2: <laughs> okay, let's see what happens if this dog drinks this pint of beer. <laughs> That is the most terrifying thing I've ever seen.
3: Do you reckon we should do a tracheotomy? Uh,
2: Why not?
3: I've only got one pen. No, I've pulled it out of the corpse. (laughs) I'll now insert it into this dog's neck. Well, that went wrong. Who would have thought?
2: Well, what a bad day. But it could have been worse if I had died.
3: A a bad day for you? I'm pretty much going to get done for malpractice here. Don't worry. When that man clearly needed CPR, I did a tracheotomy.
2: Look, everyone makes mistakes, don't they? um, Not everyone. I mean... there's one person who hasn't made a mistake. No,
3: I know what you mean. Everyone makes small mistakes, but not large medical life-threatening
2: mistakes. Yeah, but... Don't oh. worry. I'll sweep it under the carpet oh, for I'm you. You're going to get struck off. No, you won't. I will. No. no. I'm sure of it. No. Oh, I've got no. a really
3: bad feeling.
1: Come on, Doctor, have another pint. There you are. Oh, yeah. thanks very much.
3: Right. Oh, <laughs> 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 oh
2: no. Two bodies in oh. one pub. Oh, no, that's my husband. Oh, oh who's going to do the
1: tracheotomy now?
2: There's only one thing for it.
1: <laughs> What's that, officer?
2: We've got to... I don't know, get, get <laughs> rid Come of the bodies. George,
1: get a grip, mate.
2: Get rid of the bodies.
1: W- I-, I, want, I want to give him a funeral. <laughs> <laughs> Officer, you're going about this quite the wrong way. I know what policemen are meant to do. What's you that? don't hide these bodies. You've got a case on your hands, mate. You shall be dead pleased. Oh. This is a mystery like no other.
2: Poisoned pints. Pub. Perfect. Right, let's get to it. So, lad,
1: did you do it?
4: Oh, I did, I did, I did, Mr. Albert, exactly what you said. I, I stole on. into that pub wearing this tiny bowler hat with socks upon me hands and ordered the pints and poured the powder in them. Good uh, work, Jonathan. And then I stirred the powder so it would dissolve and not just float <laughs> on the top like cocoa in a cup of hot milk if you put it in after you've put the milk in. <laughs> you should always put the powder in first.
3: That's a very handy tip. Thank you very much, Jonathan. You're welcome. Now, I've done you a great right favour there, saying you should wear that hat and those socks. Oh, you have, sir. People are think going to think it was Sock Hands McGee. Oh, silly old Sock Hands. Oh, everybody's going to be chasing him all round, trying to arrest him for those murders.
4: That leaves me scot free. Absolutely. I can go down. To the races and place a bet on a horse?
3: Oh, I'm afraid you can't, Jonathan, Oh, cause is that because I'm
4: underage?
3: Well, that is one of the reasons, yes. <laughs> but the particular reason uh, I was thinking of is I've got another job for you. Oh, go on, Mr. Albert. It's in this next room. I've got a chap who, uh, well, we need to wake him up. Oh, I'm good at that. I
4: wake up every morning.
3: If you weren't so lovable, I would slap you round the face.
4: Oh, thank you for not slapping me, Mr. Albert. <coughs> You'd right truly knock the red colour out my cheeks. I'm that's so rosy and ruddy. Uh,
3: that's true. Now, let's go through here and see if he's awake yet. Who is he, Mr. Albert?
4: His name is Sebastian. Sebastian who? That's right. Oh, Sebastian, how are you spelling that? What, as in like, had how a am I spelling Sebastian? Do you want me no, to spell no, Sebastian? No, as in who. Oh. I had a friend called Eddie Who once, it's spelled H-O-O. Oh, this
3: is uh, H-O-U-G-H.
4: <laughs> Sh- surely that's f- pronounced Eddie Huff.
3: Yes, but he's a very uppity man, and he thinks Huff makes him sound like he's grumpy, so he pronounces it Who.
4: Unless you're pronouncing it like Bow, in which case it would be Eddie Howe. Oh, look, you could Did be you know pronouncing o- it as
3: yeah. in the O-U-G-H at the end of through, and okay. then it would be Eddie Who. I mean, okay? obviously, it's open to many interpretations. O-U-G-H uh, is a combination of letters that can be pronounced many different exactly, ways in one the of English the most, language. Yeah,
4: one of the, yeah, exactly, I was going to say I mean, that. in the
3: word hiccup, it's pronounced up. It is indeed, yes. But nobody says, oh, look, here comes Sebastian Hupp. Oh, <laughs> well, you don't know. Do you know him? Yes, I do know him very well. Okay, well... He's a business associate of mine.
4: Oh, why is he sleeping on your floor? You should have at least given him some cushions.
3: No, look. He's, uh... He's been a bit of a naughty boy. Oh. Now, if you can just give him a prod with something to wake him up.
4: Okay. Uh,
1: Get off! Let me go! Uh, I'm awake!
3: Sebastian... Yes. Good to see you.
1: I can't say the same.
3: No, because the light is off.
1: <laughs> Sorry, how come you can see me? Mr. Albert's
3: eyes have adjusted to the dark. Yeah. From living in the shadows for so many years. Before I
4: poked you with this carrot, he was eating on it.
1: You rotten man, you horrible man, let me go,
3: untie me. Oh, untie you, yes. Let's
1: take this outside like men. Let's let our fists do the talking, and my fists know only one word, and that's sort of. there. Yeah, that one.
4: You're rubbish. Batman knew, knew, knew loads more words. He had like kapow and pow and. Uh, Excuse kapow, pow. my
3: young associates, Mr. What Who? is this torture? Now, Mr. Who? It's Huff. <laughs> You've changed your children. I've changed a lot of things. Well, I've changed a few things as well. Oh, is that right? Yes, like your hat. What? No. What? What have you done? What's I this? What's these stitches? I've replaced it, Mister Hoff. Mister Hoff. It's Hop. Look, Mister Howe. I've replaced your heart. No. Yes.
1: How am I still alive? What are you doing to me?
3: Look what's in your pockets. Oh, my God. You're a monster. You're absolutely mad. Oh, I'm a monster. Who's the one with the mechanical heart?
1: No, you must be joking. It's all some kind of trick. Oh, happy birthday, you'll say. But happy birthday,
3: for he's a jolly good fellow. Many happy returns of the day. What's going on? I've given you a present. It's the chance to live. Because I was thinking of tying lead weights to your knees and throwing you in the sea. But then I thought, no, Sebastian Hupp, he's a useful man to have around. I thought I'll keep Sebastian half about the place. So... I don't understand why you're doing this. Now you've got a clockwork heart. Yes? And you've got to come back to me every day to get it wound up. No. I'm the only one that has the key. No. You'll do what I say, Sebastian. Oh, I'd rather die. than just don't come back. <laughs> no. Oh, no,
1: no. Fine. I'll do it. But, But... But my heart won't... Well, my heart will be in it. But my brain won't be in it.
3: Oh, have a care, Mr. Huff. It's... a hog. Have a care. I might replace your brain with something clockwork too.
1: You're insane.
3: Maybe I am. I was going to propose another alternative, but there isn't one. I am definitely insane. Well...
1: It seems you've got me (laughs) in a very tricky position, Albert. But you won't get away with this. Oh, won't I? I I don't know. You know, it's hard to say. There are several different options. I mean, there's obviously a clear chance that you will, and but then on the other side, something might get in the way. I suppose most crimes are usually solved.
2: Right, so we've got a murder. Two murders, possibly three. Oh, hello, DS Poucher. Hello there. Bit late again, are you? Oh, I was <laughs> was having a bevery. A, a, a bevery? A bevery, yes.
4: What's a bevery? It's like when you mix beer and gravy.
2: Oh. <laughs> I thought it might be when you have a reverie whilst you're having a drink. No, I don't know what that word means. A reverie. You know, you're caught in a reverie. You, you know, you're, you're kind of thinking. You'll use two posh words for this police force.
1: Look, George, what are we just nattering away for? I know you're superior to me, but we should be doing this the right way. We should get our guns and shoot stuff, man.
2: D.C. Clark, you'll listen to when I speak, and you'll... What? Uh, what does that mean? Right. <laughs> you'll speak when I listen to you. And you'll listen when I speak to you. Do you understand? I do, but only because I'm legally obliged to. D.C. Clark, if I get any more lip from you, then I'll make a lip sandwich out of your lips.
1: Yeah, well, it would taste awful.
2: Yeah, well, you'd be eating it. Damn it! You've That's why again. I'm your superior officer, D.C. Clark. You're
1: good, George, but not good enough.
2: Oh, yeah? I'm as good as... Ooh. oh, Have you brought me some... Well, you brought me some Kung Pao chicken. But what am I going to... That's a very generous offer, D.C. Clark, but what am I going to eat it with?
1: What about my guns?
2: Well, (laughs) no, no. No. What do you mean, your biceps?
1: No. Well,
2: well thank you for the peace offering and the Kung Pao chicken, but I haven't got any knives or forks. (coughs) Oh,
3: uh, Uh, Albert, I think what you might need is some of these new... Kipling and Worcestershire chopsticks. He's you talking to me?
2: I am talking to you. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you, DC Woodward. Oh, Worcestershire chopsticks, did you say? That's right. They're the finest chopsticks,
3: each <laughs> one handcrafted from one sequoia. Oh. Uh, they're
1: much harder to use than a knife and fork, but everybody likes a challenge.
2: Oh, Worcestershire chopsticks. So good that they're chopped out of sticks. Thank you. (laughs) I'll enjoy this Kung Po chicken while DS Poucher, you give the report. How are we doing? Oh,
4: well, we're doing all right. I mean, we've managed to get a change in the canteen arrangements. No, no. I'm allowed in for seconds before everybody else gets there first. It's
2: really good. No, DS Poucher, on the murders, we've had three bodies, possibly two. No, I'll, I'll just rephrase that. We've discovered two bodies in a pub. And there's one body that Mr. Ethelred talked about just before he swallowed the poisoned beer. Aye. It was meant to have been at Mr. Berninger's workplace. In his office, two men, one prostrate on the floor. Where are you going, D.C. Woodward? <laughs> ah, tea. Right, thank you. George, you were the reporting officer. You were on the scene when it happened. Yes, well, I'll tell you my findings. There was... Cyanide in those beers.
1: My God, I knew it. Let's go shoot
2: stuff. No, no. no. D.C. Clark, D.C. Clark. Oh. Hold your horses. Uh, get know. down,
1: Maisie. Yeah. Down, Betty.
2: Yeah, I, I did warn you about bringing your horses into into work. Look, we have to discover this third. If this third body that Mister Ethelred was talking about exists, we need to go down to the docks tonight. He was talking about the office of the docks the Grimsby office docks, or gods, as it's called. <laughs> among people. If we Except find the body there, then we know that Mr. ethelred was telling the truth. And what we if have to- move they've
4: moved the body? Maybe they don't want a body stinking up
2: the gods. You know murderers, they never move bodies. That's Man. the first thing I learned in the police force.
1: Damn, the you're good. That couldn't be more true.
2: So tonight, let's go to the, well, let's go right now to the docks and see if we can find this body. You with me? Can I ride your horse?
1: Yes.
3: You see, Jonathan, it's a foolproof plan.
4: It's a a foolproof plan?
3: A foolproof plan. Oh, okay. I was a
4: bit worried there. How are you you spelling proof? Is that P-R-O-U-G-H?
3: Correct. Oh. How I spell every word, Jonathan, with an O-U-G-H at the end. See, all of the small-time gangsters, all of the little hoodlums, all of the supposed bad guys in Grimsby, I've got them all now under my command.
4: Everyone with a clockwork heart?
3: They all have to check in with me to get wound up once a day.
4: Oh, see so y'all. Oh, maybe that's one of them now.
3: It probably I'll, is. I'll go answer the door.
1: I'm slowing go down. Wind me up, won't you?
3: Jonathan, get the key for oh. Mr. Sebastian. Yes, I'll get it.
1: Here you go.
4: Do you want me to stick it in through the ribs at the front or uh, through the spinal column at the back? Stick it in the little hole I left. You don't have to plunge through the man's flesh. Oh, oh God. No. <laughs> what okay. have I become? Tearing through the intercostals. Here we go. Oh, oh, oh.
3: <coughs> and Oh, I think I've overwhelmed him slightly. <laughs> there you go, Sebastian. Another day of life. Now be on your way.
1: All right. My creator.
3: You see, Jonathan... With every man in this city under my control, needing to come to me to live, I control everyone. They'll do whatever I say. You'll be the Crime Lord of Grimsby? That's right. The most coveted position in all of the black market. Crime Lord of Grimsby.
4: Brilliant acronym of COG on that one as well, which I think fits in nicely.
3: Clog, surely.
4: Well, crime lord's one word. I'd prefer it if it were two, because clog's
3: nicer than cog. I I thought cog fit in with clockwork better, but all right, clog. (laughs) Yes, but we're in Grimsby, so we do a lot of uh, smuggling from Holland, so clog. Of course, yes. All the drugs in with the tulips. Absolutely. Think of it, me, Albert Berninger crime lord of grimsby
4: and me jonathan assistant crime lord of grimsby junior
3: yes you will be yes but me albert berninger crime lord of grimsby unstoppable
2: This is the 6 o'clock news. The government has announced plans to change and standardise the pronunciation of O-U-G-H words. <laughs> the different pronunciation and variance has led to much confusion among British school children and has led to declining rates of literacy. I shall now ent- I- interview the Education Secretary, Sir Humphrey Bobblejoe. Sir Humphrey, thank you for coming on the programme. No, not
3: at all. Not, no, not to worry. Uh,
2: are there reports that you are going to change the uh, pronunciation of O-U-G-H, from the variance that it is at the moment, to a standard Izzle.
3: That's right. Yes, uh, we decided that uh, people had been uh, going Thrizzle this far, far too long, and everybody had had an Izzle.
2: Yes, and... And do do are you implementing this straight away?
3: Uh, yes, uh, as soon as possible, yes.
2: And do you think that this will catch on in other parts of the language? For example... Uh, the pronunciation of uh, of of a a <laughs> can be different <laughs> in different words.
3: Yes, sometimes
2: a, sometimes r. Yes, I think it
3: will catch on because we've thought this thrizzle for quite a long time, and and although there have been
2: some complaints, we think it's a great idea. Ah, uh, uh, so how hum- a good day to you. Uh, in the sport, uh, the golf was cancelled because all of the players brought sandwiches instead of sand wedges. And in the weather, there was a lot of sunshine, but unfortunately, it was obscured by massive amounts of clouds. <laughs>
3: Be the crime lord of Grimsby, the most powerful
2: man in the world. Look, lads, here's the body. Wait, I'll just shoot it a bit. No, 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 no. Oh, DC Clark. Oh. Those bullets cost £40 pounds a bullet. You idiot, Clark. You'll be working overtime until your teeth rot.
1: Yeah, well, at least I got to shoot something. Come on, we shouldn't be standing around like this. We could be burning stuff. Look. Take that, dead body.
2: Who's dead now? Look, d- DS Poucher, record that the body has had two extra bullets added to it by by DC Clark, okay? Make that three. Stop him. <laughs> I'll stop him. I've got him. Oh, damn. Oh, good.
4: <laughs> you, you. Oh, I
1: want us a bit of excitement here.
4: You idiot, Clark. Do you even remember where you shot him? We don't know if there were bullets in him in the first place.
1: I wasn't looking. I was too busy thinking up something witty to say afterwards. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> what was it? <laughs> Well, I was thinking about, that'll dock some points on your license. Because we in the
4: docks,
2: yes, I get it.
1: And then I also thought maybe, that looks pintful because it sounds a bit like painful and he might have drunk the beer.
2: Brilliant, yes.
4: Uh, can, can we dock him another £40 pounds for being atrocious at coming up with witty jokes?
2: Yes, yes, that's another £40. Pounds. Damn
1: it, George, I'll show you one day.
2: <laughs> you idiot, that's 160 pounds in all.
1: Yeah, but I'd only done half the body. You've got to equal it out.
2: You've yeah. only done half the body. You're going to th- shoot the other half three times, are you?
1: <laughs> no. I'm chasing now. I'm going to go for a moody walk.
2: Oh, dear. Oh. Someone's having a bit of a tizzy. Oh, so, yeah. So no, I think, having a-
4: think someone needs to. I know you're talking about me right now. Someone needs to go to bed early. Eh? Yes, that's what I say to my kids. They get well annoyed. Oh, somebody's tired, and they go, "No, I'm not tired," and they go, "Yes, you are," it just makes them angrier.
1: But oh. that's good because
2: then I can hit them. <laughs> I'll pretend you didn't say that, Aye. Uh, Aye. DS Poucher. It's allowed in this day and age. Yes, <laughs> I suppose. But morally, I disagree with you wholeheartedly. Oh, you need to, you need to learn how to treat people.
4: Yes. And I don't anyway. mean treat them as in buy them presents. I mean treat them in how you should treat them. Oh, you're right, Clark.
1: Yeah, I found something over there oh, while well, I it? was uh, looking at the sky and grumping. Is that a word? Grumping. Oh you yes. Can you grub? Yes. yes. Yeah, that's fine. I was doing some grumping. <laughs> and I found this on the
2: floor. What is it? Oh my. A clock. A clock with a a brown furry outside.
1: That's right. And a the
2: green zone. middle which has little black bits in it.
1: Yes. Aye, if fitness. I'm not
4: very much mistaken, George. That's a kiwi fruit. Which and, is
1: And if I'm not very much mistaken, that little label is the very one that Albert Burninger puts on all of his fruit.
2: Oh, how big is this? Look! It matches the the hole in the body. You see? You see where the heart used to be? I should have seen that there was no heart straight away.
1: <laughs> well, to be fair, I was shooting the body quite a lot.
2: That's true. But if you look where the, where the heart is normally, there's no heart, there's just, the, there's just a massive hole. <coughs> and this has got... This strange clockwork kiwi fruit has got blood on it.
4: Let me do a rudimentary blood analysis. Pass me the kiwi.
2: Here you go. Now oh, I'm going to go over to the body. Bruncher. Yes, it tastes oh the same.
4: Must be from the same place. Oh,
2: my. Has someone tried to stuff this kiwi clock thing in into this man's heart? Instead of this man's heart? D.C. Clark? Yes. Who would do such a thing?
1: I don't know. But whoever it is is mental.
2: Exactly, yes.
1: There's one thing I don't understand. Why do they need the kiwi?
2: I don't know. But i tell you who could tell us. That Albert Berninger. Come on, lads. Get your handcuffs out. Get your bullets in your guns. And get your smiles turned into frowns and angry eye sockets. When,
1: when we get in the car, can I do that sliding across the bonnet thing?
2: Of course you can, Brilliant. DC Clark. It's a resting time. Jonathan. Uh,
3: Jonathan? I'm looking at you. All right.
4: Do you just want uh, affirmation every time you say my name?
3: Well, the light is on, so my eyes are accustomed to seeing in the dark, as you recall. So, yes, if you could, g- could okay, give me yes. verbal affirmation yes. of your understanding, that would be yes, good. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. That's very good. Can't right.
4: forget manners, even in a time like this. Certainly not. Especially in a time especially like this. Especially
3: not, no. No, this is a time when manners are most important. Manners so.
4: maketh the man, my mum used to say.
3: Did she? She used to say that, did she? Manners maketh the man. Well, actually, what makes a man is a... <laughs> actually, what makes a man is a heartbeat. And I control the heartbeats of all the bad guys in Grimsby.
1: I'm so cold. So cold.
3: Yes.
4: Is, is clockwork Stop working.
3: No, I just have the heartbeat set very low. Keeps the body temperature low, meaning that there are always... <laughs> there'll yeah. be another one in a minute.
4: <laughs> one beat per minute? Yes. That's Bradley Wiggins levels. Yes.
3: And uh, what we know about Bradley Wiggins is he can do an awful lot of work. I mean, you know, cycling, le- aerobic work. Oh, yes. yes. So, so I've got myself an army of men <gasps> who can work all through the night.
1: I, c- I can see something in the back of my mind so cold. Somebody's somebody's gonna come here. They're gonna show you up. You, you, you'll live to regret this.
3: I don't think I will, Sebastian Hizzle. I don't think I will. <laughs> now, we've got a shipment coming in. We've got a smuggler coming in. He's uh, told the port he's bringing in a shipload of cod, but it's not cod. It's something evil. (laughs) Something evil?
4: Yes. What, like, hake? (laughs) Kind of sounds like hate.
3: It does sound a bit like hake, yes. The most evil of the fish. No, he just said it was something evil, and because I'm evil, I didn't ask any further questions. (laughs) I just thought, something evil, yep, I'll help him out with that. It's the kind of man I am. You are. Evil, but generous. Oh, you're such, you're such an evil clog. Making my generosity even more evil, and yeah. my evilness even more generous. So, if you can go around winding up all the men, the ship will be coming in soon, and then, ah, then we can get to work.
2: Oh yes, I love driving. It makes me feel alive and kicking. Yeah, do one of those spilling turns. Yeah, why not? Oh, yeah. George. I'm going to spin so far that I spin right around the Humber Bridge. Watch this. Oh, yeah. George, Take that,
4: tax George, inspector. George, George. What is it, DS Poucher? Uh, you know we rode to the docks on the horses? Yes. And you know you said time up outside? Yes. Why well, just attach them to the bumper of your car, mate. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no, no, they're running. I expected to look out and see two chunks of meat tied up by their bridles off the fender. But turns out they're very
1: fast. Stop right. the car! George! Oh. Look, that's his warehouse, there.
2: Oh, yes.
1: Let's blow it up.
2: Uh, well, I mean, we could get away with that, but...
1: What if we run in, just firing guns off at both sides? poof, poof. And then I do like a somersault through the door and shoot him in the head.
4: You've been watching too much John Wizzle films. (laughs) Now, I know know it's spelt with double
2: O's, but... Uh, I I don't understand that.
1: Another police car! Damn it! They might have got here before us.
2: Don't worry. Don't worry, DAEC Clark. Don't worry, DS Poucher. we will be in there first. But, oh, can you smell that? It smells of Kiwis, doesn't it? That distinctive kiwi smell. You're right. And what did I find? A clock made of kiwis.
1: My God, you're Some- good.
2: Something tells me that this is linked to that body on the docks. Get your bullets in your guns, lads.
1: They're already in. I'm
2: going to get my megaphone out. <coughs> Berninger? Berninger? Uh, uh, Albert? Uh, Ber- Berninger? I don't think he's in. <laughs> um, you need to stick it try out the Bert window. Or mate. Al? Uh, Bertie. B- Bertie. Al. Alby, Al. Albie Bernie. Bernie. Bern, Bernie. Inge. Bernie. Uh, Mr. Ingea. B. Mr. B. Oh, hello. Oh. <laughs> Albert Berninger. I'm arresting you on the suspicion of murder most foul and honorable. You don't have to say anything, but anything you do say may be taken in evidence against you. Anything that you later rely on in court. Stand behind me.
1: Yeah, and make any sudden moves, and I'll shoot you in the ass.
2: Oh, you're, uh, you're arresting me, are you? Yes, that's what I said. Anything you may, may rely on in court.
3: Well, uh, arresting me would be a very bad idea.
2: Oh yes, but I'm the full force of the law, and you're uh, the full George, force of the uh, war George. against the George. law. George, George, uh,
1: you might want to look behind you.
2: Look behind me, but why would I do that?
1: because there's hundreds of men.
2: Oh, oh my gibbles! Yes. A clockwork army, George. Oh, oh. no. Oh, no. Oh, they're coming towards me. Bring them inside, boys. What have yes. you done, Mr. Berninger? What I've have you done?
1: Get off me, you pig. Uh, I'll shoot you in the face. Uh, uh. Ah, get a- All right, there's my gun.
3: I give up. Bring them inside, boys. I think it's time... For a little theatre. Operate. Theatre. Theatre. Oh, right. Oh,
2: right. Thought you meant Romeo and Juliet.
4: Here are your swabs, Mr. Albert.
3: Thank you. Thank you,
4: Jonathan. We'll just sew these chaps back up and they'll be done. Oh, beautiful. Oh, it's so, so nice the way their insides glisten.
3: (laughs) Yes, it is. now, can you uh, can you pass me one of those clockwork hearts, and we'll just insert it in there? Of course. No, don't don't use your hands. Oh, need to use something sterile.
4: Oh well, what could I use? There's there's no instrument sterile or dexterous enough to manipulate these hearts.
3: Well, you're going to have to use something very precise and oh. yet very sterile. Hokey dokie. Oh,
4: what's inside these little paper packets? Oh, just tear off the top.
3: Oh my God, are these chopsticks? Oh, they're not just chopsticks, Jonathan. Those are new Worcestershire chopsticks. They're the finest chopsticks. Chopsticks so fine, they can be used in major heart (laughs) surgery. Because what is eating
1: if not a form of surgery?
3: So just pass me the last of those clockwork kiwis. Um hopefully I won't drop it. Um you've got to hold
4: them nearer the end further away from the food. Actually, it's kinda counterintuitive, but that makes it easier. Yeah. (laughs) Good to know.
3: (laughs) Another fine culinary tip, Jonathan. You're welcome. Now just pop it in his chest. And I'll sew him up. Oh, this was my finest ever idea, Jonathan. I was reading my favourite book by Anthony Burgess. And I thought to myself, that's a wonderful idea. A clockwork orange. Slightly too big for a man's chest, though. (laughs) And what do I have loads of as the biggest fruit emporium in uh, Grimsby and the entire Humberside area? Why, I've got lots of fruit. So I hollowed out kiwis, inserted clockwork mechanisms, involving some pumps and some very complicated things to, uh, to uh, mimic valves and uh, various chambers of the heart. Atri-
4: atriums and ventricles. Those
3: are the two. And uh, developed this technology. And now, I don't just have all the bad guys under my control. I've got George, D.C. Clark, and the other one whose name I forget.
4: I, th- I think that's D.I. D. Poucher.
3: Oh, him, yes, yep, got him too. They'll be under my control, too. Now, when they wake up, oh, what a surprise they'll have.
2: Oh, no.
1: George, what's that noise? I think... I don't like it one bit. Uh, do you want me to shoot wildly in the air and scream?
2: No, no, no. Put, listen, put your ear to my chest. Is that coming from my chest? Yes. Oh, no. That is the one thing I didn't want to happen.
1: Oh, well, thank to God, God it k- happened to you and not me. Oh, <laughs> Wait a minute.
2: No, listen to your heart now.
1: Oh, damn it. Damn. To be kidnapped. Damn. Damn it to hell. Damn it.
2: Yeah, all right. Oh,
1: damn. Oh, that's... Damn.
2: DC Clark, we're all in the same boat together. Yes. And I put you in that boat. Oh, no. The portable boat that's... a Fish market going off Cleethorpe's beach and around Grimsby docks. Well, no, I was going to say I just put you in a boat at the
3: fish market, a small boat, and I was going to push you out.
2: Oh. Oh, right, so you're not using the portable fish market boat? Uh, no, uh, because wait. I don't want to send the whole fish market out to sea. Why would I want to do that? Oh, well. So. Well, it's always an option to fall back on if Can you've I got a. I just
1: ask, a is the boat metaphorical or literal? Here? No, no, it's a
2: real boat. It's a that real boat. Good. Ah,
3: chaps. I'm going to push you out to sea in this boat. Can we not
4: have any provisions to take out with us?
3: Oh, you can have all the provisions you want. What would you like? Oh, some,
4: preferably some beverage.
1: S- I'd like your head on the end of a bullet that came out of my gun.
4: <laughs> How big a calibre have you got in your gun if you can take a head off some shoulders and onto a bullet?
3: Look, chaps, I will, fu- I will happily give you some beverage. Oh, I bloody you love You can have beverage. some strawberries, have some chocolate, have whatever you want, feed yourselves, gorge yourselves, no... Starving to death is not the problem you're going to have. Floating out there on the ocean, your hearts will slow down. And as your hearts will slow down, your blood will stop pumping as fast. And as your blood stops pumping, you'll get colder and colder. colder. Out there on the ocean, freezing to death. And then, Aww. just before Aww. you pass away, Aww. you'll hear that final tick, Aww. and you'll know your time has come. That's
2: Damn it! rubbish.
1: It's exactly like a nightmare I once had, where my heart was replaced with fruit and clockwork, and I was put in a boat and pushed out to sea, and then I died. How that, that is do we
2: exactly like it, yes. <laughs> can,
1: yes it can, we ex- not,
4: can we not wind them up ourselves? No, oh, God. I've got the keys. Oh, is it one of those ones that says "Do not copy" on it?
3: <laughs> <laughs>
4: no. Uh, oh, well I could d- get I could
3: get one cut. Well, you could if you had the keys. I've got the keys. Oh, okay. Also, you're going to be in the sea, so unless you can find a handy branch of Timpsons
2: out there on the ocean, <laughs> you're pretty much stuffed. Don't I that. don't know how, Mr. Burninger, but I will. I will avenge you. You will not get away with this. You will not allow Grimsby You'll to sink into a pit of depravity. You'll avenge me? I will avenge my... Well, shut up, I'll... I'll get revenge on you somehow, I uh, don't know. I'm just saying, if you're, if you're going to
3: avenge me, that's more. I'm more than happy for that. I'll avenge myself! Yeah, good. But I don't think you can even avenge yourself, because if you're trying to avenge yourself, that means you're not dead, and why would you avenge... Like, I
2: will avenge the plan that you tried to kill me. The...
3: Here you go, Mr.
4: Albert. You'll
2: get I it. That's what I tell you. You'll yeah. get it. Y- Mr. Revenge.
3: Albert. You were looking for revenge. Yeah, I'll revenge you. Yes, that's I brought the you
4: that amper that you wanted to throw in the boat with these three. Oh, yes. Here, Here you go. go, chaps. Keep you going. I, I want it from the village fair. But, uh, well, village fair. Village. The little village I live in outside Grimsby. <laughs> yes. But, uh, Louth, you mean. Louth, yes. I live yes. in Louth. <laughs> and Although we pronounce it l- Lizzle now. but
3: uh. Oh, yes. <laughs> and all of the ladies put in their finest jams and preserves so you can feast yourselves, lads. Have fun. Until you die. And I now, m- Jonathan, oh. if you will help me push this boat out to sea. Oh, of course.
4: I'll even throw in some of these lovely Worcestershire chopsticks. Here you go, mate.
2: Oh. Goodbye, gentlemen. Mm. <laughs> Goodbye. Well, no, I don't I'm not gonna I'm not gonna <laughs> hate you. So DS Poucher, DC Clark. Aye. This seems to be the end. Oh We've got about God. ten hours until our clocks stop working and our hearts which are clocks, killers. It's been a good run, lads. I can't take
1: it, George. You know, I've never actually shot anyone before. I just thought that's what you did. I've always admired you so much, you know.
2: Thank you, DC Clark. Thank you. Oh, if only there was some way that we could rescue ourselves. Hold my hand, will you? Oh.
3: So, Jonathan, the plan is complete. The only three men who could stop us are out there in the middle of the North Sea. And we are are here, about to take whatever our evil cargo is. I can't wait. Tell me, uh, just out of curiosity, what, what was in that
4: hamper? Oh, just the normal things, some... Jam and other preserves, Oh, Uh, nice, nice bottle of rosé. Well, I say nice, it was Mateus, but... It's all
3: all the kinds of things that housewives like. Oh, yes, it was the the W.I. raffle. Oh, I'm glad. Just, you know, so long as... Sorry, I was just checking out the window to see if the evil delivery was coming in, but it's not. Yes, so... As they get colder and colder, their bodies won't be able to move. They'll have no way of getting back to shore. Oh, beautiful. A simple plan. All we had to do was replace their hearts with
2: clockwork <laughs> fruit. Oh. Lads, let's have a look in this hamper.
1: Oh, it looks like rubbish. It's just some woman's institute thing.
2: Oh. Jam, preserves, little little tea towels, little cakes made out of, uh, of egg, and egg cakes. God. <laughs> little Little haddock, little haddock sticks, and... Oh my! Look, look—a pair of, a pair of knitting needles. Oh my! No, no,
1: those are the chopsticks, man.
2: A pair of chopsticks.
3: The finest Worcestershire chopsticks. So good they can be used for a variety of activities for
2: which they were never intended. <laughs> Ds Boucher, Dc Clark, I've never told anyone this, but.
1: What, she once shot a guy loads of times and then kicked the body and then shouted, yes?
2: No, I have told you about that before, if you remember DC Clark. Oh,
1: yes. That's what inspired me in the first place, to join the police.
2: But no, I love to knit. What? And I don't only knit things up or together. I can knit things apart and then back together. (laughs) And these chopsticks, when I thought they were knitting needles, they reminded me of my passion. Come on, give me a chest. What? I can knit out your clockwork Kiwi heart or oh, look at the bottom of the hamper, they kept our preserved hearts in this jam. That was an oversight of them. I can stick your heart This is a weird If I can knit knit apart your chest, then I can restore each of our hearts instead of the Kiwi clockwork f- clocks. It just might work.
1: I mean, we'll still be out in the ocean without a paddle or sail.
2: Well, then we'll just have to hope the wind sails us through Wait, to no the look.
1: Each of these things in our chest, they're like a, a little clockwork motor. If you can replace our proper hearts, then we could put these together to make the greatest engine that ever lived.
2: <laughs> Definitely. Come on. Come on, give me a chest. Oh, here you go. Do me first. Oh, oh yes. God, oh. Go. oh, knitting, yes. Stitching. Oh, yes. Oh, oh this is an anti-jumper. Oh, could yes. you not
3: have
4: given me some beer? as an anaesthetic first? No.
2: Anaesthetics are for doctors and people who don't like pain. You, DS Boucher, have expressed lots of like for pain earlier.
1: My God, you've got an incredible grasp of pearl. I think that's a sort of knitting.
2: Yes. Pearl, my favourite type of knitting. There you go, DS Poucher. You're done. D.C. Clark. now.
1: Uh, I'm frightened. Oh, Oh, God.
2: These Uh, chopsticks are so sharp and dexterous. Wait.
1: Could you make one more improvement to my chest? I've I've always thought it would be really cool if I had a gun in there.
2: Why not? Then you won't be able to shoot it unless you have major heart surgery.
1: No, no. Make it so that the muscles of my heart, when they grow really excited and start pumping, will activate the trigger mechanism and it'll shoot out of my chest.
2: Well, okay. It's not the least responsible thing I've done today as a policeman, so there you go. Brilliant. Right. I've affixed
4: the tea towel to one of the longer chopsticks as a sail. Look, we're catching the wind and going
1: back to shore. Let's go. Come Uh, on, lads. I've got the motor going. We should make quick work of this.
3: Is the delivery there yet? Uh, Ah, I can see a boat coming in now that must be our evil delivery here it comes oh, wait no jo- oh. jonathan it's it's it can't be
2: hello yes oh i forgot to forgot to knit out my own cutwork kiwi hat better my quickly God, do that, that now means
1: that you might die within yes. minutes
2: oh no still oh dear that was an oversight Stop Do what right you there. have to do
1: before you die, officer. Stop. We'll spread your name.
2: Stop right there. What is it, Burning? You can't get anything past me. I'm the greatest policeman in Cleethorpe's Grimsby area. I don't
3: doubt it for a second. I was foolish, I understand that now. Trying to make you die in a slow, dramatic, classic villain fashion. So now, I'm just going to shoot you. Stop right there. The three of you are all unarmed.
1: Mr. Berninger.
3: none of you holding a gun. So I think I can just oh my, point. Ah, oh my god, please don't and shoot me. Oh, shoot. No, I I not oh.
1: oh, Mr. Albert, Mr. Albert. Oh. Got something to get off your chest. <laughs> oh. That was awesome. Let's do it again. Oh. Uh, oh. Oh, we are doing it again, apparently. Yes! Oh, oh. Take that, other guy! Oh no, I'm only 12. <laughs> Looks like you need a kick in the side. Side, side you, kick. You shot me just, just so you could do that joke. <laughs> I've got a life and a family. Not anymore,
3: loser. <laughs> oh, what about my mum? Oh, it's becoming unclear who has the moral high ground.
1: Don't worry, if we hide the body quickly, we can forget about it.
2: Yes, and uh, what we say in the police is that we always have the moral high ground.
3: (laughs) I know that's what you say in the police, but (laughs) we just meant to (laughs) accept that, because you said it.
2: Well, yes.
1: Oh, we're we're so cold. Hundreds of us, so cold. Ticks going slower. Tops slowing down.
2: Oh, no. All of you... Oh, this is a moral quandary. Shall I leave all of these terrible villains to die or, or give them their hearts back with my terrific knitting skills?
3: Terrific knitting skills? Oh, that's how you got your hearts back. I thought that having terrific knitting skills would maybe useful for making you know jumpers and warm clothes or or some such thing like that that's the uh, sort of thing maybe, i thought it would be useful maybe a for. sail maybe a sail yes you know. a sail a sail or a nice warm jumper or or something sensible like that no not no obviously not yes makes sense please <laughs> well well
1: help us we may have done bad things in the past but we don't want to die like this it's not human george if
4: you want to save these people you'll have to sacrifice yourself Oh. Are you
3: gonna do your heart or theirs?
2: Oh, oh, I do- I'll do theirs.
3: But of course. I mean, I don't want to point out that I have all the keys and you could just wind yourselves back up. That would seem to ruin the pathos
2: of the moment. Oh, it's a slow death, this mine. Come here, criminals. Come here. If this is the last thing I do, which it is, I'm gonna make sure that you get your real hearts oh, back.
1: Thank you. That's much better. Oh, wait! Look at you. Oh, your your skin's getting all furry, and your face is going green. Oh, even though the ticking stopped, you're still alive. I think you've fused with the fruit.
2: Yes, I think I have. And now, all right, I've I've become a kiwi.
1: Sounds a bit more South African, but we'll uh, let that slide.
2: Oh. oh, thanks for your help, Dears. Poucher and DC Clark.
1: No worries, that was brilliant.
3: Oh,
2: I can't believe
3: that the Grimsby police managed to foil me. You all work so well together, you're such a close knit group. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: That was the Racing Minds Wireless Podcast, starring Daniel Roberts, Chris Turner, Tom Skelton and Dougie Walker, with Tom Hodge on the piano and David Hughes on the foley. To find out more, visit www.racingminds.co.uk, like us on Facebook or befriend us on Twitter. And if you've enjoyed this podcast, please do tell your friends and spread the word.